to How to Be Me Again. This is the podcast where we are learning how to take care of ourselves because we don't know how. I'm Kristen. And I'm Maddie. And I must say, I am feeling rather rested. I, you know, I know I just shared with you how (laughs) emotionally drained I am from family (laughs) drama, but I, I'm actually feeling pretty rested. I've had, you know, for the first time in like months and months, I would say at least six months, but maybe longer, um, I've had like a couple of nights where I've slept all the way through, Whoa. which is kind of a big deal because with my skin the way it is, mm-hmm. oftentimes there's this like very commonly known um, thing in the like eczema community where you wake up at two o'clock and you have like a scratch fest and oh. it's like where the histamine in your body is at its highest level. And so you're just like going bananas. Oh, and I've had a it is mm-hmm. <laughs> it's terrible it's the pits but I've uh, had a couple of nights where I've like slept through that and I'm actually waking up surprised like oh I didn't like wake up and scratch myself to pieces last night wow um which is huge because it means that my skin actually gets like a really decent stretch to like heal and like yeah. repair and all that kind of thing yeah. so yeah it's been pretty I like I think I feel like that's very um and that's without like I used to take antihistamines at night to try and like calm that itch yeah. I haven't been taking anything so it's kind of a big deal wow uh, that's to be awesome. like almost yeah on that new sleep schedule and why do you yeah. think that is like do you think it's just because you've been paying more attention to making sure you're resting or there's maybe less stress in your life in certain ways or yeah, I definitely think the less stress because, yeah. I mean, I don't have an international move looming yeah. anymore, which is like, I, you know, it's, you know, it's that thing where when you're in the throes of something, mm-hmm. you don't realize just how like intense a impact it's having on your system. Yes. Until you're out of it and you're like, was I that stressed? And you're like, whoa, <laughs> like that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right? And that's definitely how I feel is like I'm like I'm out of that. And so I can oh, good. see how much more stressed I was. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though, because it's one of those things where, I don't know, like we had to move. Well, I mean, we, like we made the choice to move, but like we had to go through the move. It wasn't really going to be that much less stress, even if we'd had a lot more money and you know like it's always going to be a stressful thing Mm -hmm. um it's like I don't know it's one of those things where I'm like do I just never move again (laughs) like do I (laughs) like what what I don't think it's avoidable but maybe it's like when I get to making the decision about doing something big again it's like I'm not in the same like lack of self-care that I was like I'm not hopefully my skin's not as damaged as it was or right. I don't have a lot of other things going on yeah. um yeah I'm trying to figure out what I learned from that <laughs> do you know what I mean well, I think it's just like anything in life and that's part of I mean obviously the whole point of this podcast is like because that stress is always going to happen like moving mm. is always stressful like I thought because the last few times I've moved I've gotten movers to do all the heavy lifting and all that kind of stuff so I yeah. thought oh, that's going to make it so much easier. And I'm like, it does in a way, but it's still so stressful and there's still so much to do. So it's just, I think the stress is unavoidable, but I think you Mm. hit the nail on the head when you said like, oh, you're just going into it at like, without being super stressed out to begin with and without all of these things to begin with. And that's kind of my goal with going back to work where I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm at a good state, like a good, you know, emotional state, a good physical state, like everything needs to be at least okay. Yeah. You know, for when I go back, because otherwise it's going to be terrible, you know? It's so interesting that you just said, I need to be at a good physical and emotional state. I just need to be at least okay. (laughs) You downgraded from good to okay so quick. (laughs) So tell me how your week's been. Might be the problem. (laughs) (laughs) But so I feel like that's an indication as to, I really want to be good, but you know, okay is fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take anything at this point, you guys. (laughs) 
So, so how oh, has your week been like in the lead up? Because you've only got a few weeks now until you're back yeah. in the job. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I definitely like I haven't been doing you know, like before Christmas I had this I was so productive and I was Yeah kickboxing and I was doing all this like I felt so energized and I was so productive and I feel like I keep trying to get back to that point. And so when I don't mm. achieve that, I've been really beating myself up about it. Like I haven't been able to almost let myself rest because I'm not at that same energy level and I'm not at that same level of productivity. Mm. But so the last couple of weeks, I've kind of allowed myself to be okay with that and mm. and take the rest that I need and just say like, listen, you can still achieve the goals that you want which my big goal is to make sure that I'm at a good level <laughs> better than okay <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs> when I go back to work like that's my big focus right now and um, you know I'm glad that we're doing this one at this time because I realize so much of it is I just need to allow myself to also have downtime and mm. not have to be productive because so much of my quote unquote downtime that I take is just me like goofing off when I should be doing something else you know like I'm acknowledge yeah. like I'm very aware that I'm like I have other stuff that I should be doing you know so I'm always feeling bad about it I'm always feeling guilty about it I'm always looking back and beating myself up like it's all negative stuff and then I think, mm. why does it have to be that negative? Like, I can make my day whatever I need it to be at this point. And if I don't want it to be about work and I just want to sit on my butt and play Sims all day, well, then that's what I'm going to do. Like, Oh, my gosh, I love Sims. I haven't played yeah. that in years. I love it. <gasps> I'm going to download it. <laughs> um, can I offer something to you? Because yes. it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny because this always happens to us, but <laughs> it's, like, so interesting that you're talking about this. I had this thought just yesterday. I was reading something about peak performance you know how people mm. are like I want to be at you know at my peak performance kind of yeah. thing I was thinking about that concept which I think is in line with kind of what you're talking not you haven't used the word peak but yeah. let's just align them for a moment yeah if we think about what a peak is it's the summit of a mountain like it's the top like yeah. it's the pinnacle right yep when you're on a journey, you don't stay at the peak. <laughs> like no, it's you're, not possible. You go, you go up, up, up. No, <laughs> yeah. like peaks do not just keep yeah. plateauing out. Like a peak is a top and then you go down. Like yeah. that's, I, I kind of was thinking about, it's such an unrealistic thing for people to be promoting yes. this idea of peak performance mm -hmm. because it's not sustainable. The whole idea is you like power yourself up to the top and then you come back down. Like you give yeah. yourself, like you pat yourself on the back and you go, I did it, yep. you know, moving on. That's and so true. I think that there's a real problem in the way that we look at performance as mm -hmm. being this summiting the mountain kind of analogy when I think it's more about like, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. It's kind of like that journey to Mount Doom, but there's like, like it's quite, it's like flat a lot of the time. Like it's yeah. kind of like going mm -hmm. through the swamp. It's going through the scrub, the, you know, like there's yeah. those pieces that you're trudging through, but a lot of it should be kind of easy. It should just yeah. be like kind of marching on. Um, and I feel like when you look at it that way, there's less pressure because it's just like, you might get to a part that's a bit trudgy, yeah. but you trudge through, you get past that and you keep going. It's not summoning a mountain mm -hmm. you know and staying at that peak forever because you'd run out of oxygen let's be real yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. like it's it's That's not exactly, realistic it's so true because I do think too to the last few months that I've had I I'm constantly beating myself up because I'm comparing it to this peak time that I had yeah but when I look back I'm like no I actually did do I got a lot done I did a lot of work I did a lot of things for myself I did a lot so by me not acknowledging that it's just keeping me in this like weird state of guilt and like feeling just yeah. shitty about myself and I'm like but that's just me making that up in my mind you know if I look at the positives I've done all the same things I've just done them in a different way than I did in that peak time and over a longer period exactly. of time you know which is more sustainable actually you know Absolutely. and like the thing is too that the uh and I'm not trying to um 
call you out because this is so so common yeah. in entrepreneurship where have you ever learned the, the concept of sprints like doing a sprint of work where it's like a project and you've got to start and end and you like sprint through and you work really hard and you kind of like hustle through this period yeah um I remember that being a really big concept in the entrepreneurship world, like maybe four or five years ago. Everyone was talking about doing sprints. Everyone was teaching how to do sprints. But the problem I kept seeing was people weren't ending the sprint. They mm. were just sprinting, sprinting, sprinting until they burned out. Mm-hmm. And and then they stopped altogether because yeah. like, they've got nothing left. And so I, I think that it is like learning how to sustain like – in a sustainable way yes, where exactly. resting is so important to that mm-hmm. because, you know, even when, even if we look at the mountain again, after you summited and come down, like I was watching, there's a documentary movie that came out recently about this Nepalese guy who summited 18 of the, 18, 14, 14 of the highest yeah. summits. Have you seen yeah. this? I can't remember no, what the name Carla of it is. No, Carla watched it. She actually did on our other podcast, she did a thing about uh, Sherpas and talked about Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, he, I think he, so he trained as like some incredible infantryman and he, I don't know if he was a Sherpa or he was raised by a family who had done Sherpa work a lot. Mm-hmm. And the three other people who he brought with him also had worked a lot of Sherpas. And he did these 14 of the highest mountains in the world in like two months, like Crazy. such like a short period of time. But the thing was, a lot of the time, I mean, sometimes they did like three summits back to back, but every time they finished one of these sprints, they rested and they rested mm. hard because yeah. you have to, yeah. you can't keep performing at that level. Yeah. And so learning how to lull and learning how to like, you know, as business people like plan for the lull Mm -hmm. and like to go like this is when I'm doing my business a service right now by resting because yeah otherwise I can't do a sprint or I can't do a summit or I can't continue yeah and it's also to me kind of the thing too especially with my business um you know I kind of had to talk to myself the other day where I was like well I don't want to work nine to five so why would I Mm. try to run my business that way like yeah I want to only work a couple hours a day if I can, you know, and still get yeah. stuff done. And yes, like, of course, there will be different times when it's busier and I have to do a sprint or whatever. That's fine. But generally, I want a lifestyle that I can balance all of the different things I want, all the creative pursuits I want, all of the, you know, um, like adventures travel adventures and exercise and all the different things that I want that fill me up. It's like, I want my business to serve me. I don't want to be a slave Mm. to it. It's like, that's the whole reason why I want to run my own business. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, have to recharge to like go back to work like I'm doing with the film industry, like with my other job. It's Mm. like, I don't want just to replace that job. I want it to be Because that's just a breeding ground for resentment. Like that's, it's not... A good outcome. It's it's interesting you say that. So this last week, I don't know if I sent you a message about it. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was holding it off for the podcast. <laughs> I I did my sums to figure out how much I had earned this financial year. So in Australia, okay. the financial years run from July to June. They're like halfway through the year. Oh, okay. And so I was thinking about, well, how much have I earned since July? And I have earned equivalent to my first full-time wage in Australia. And I'm on track to like exceed the best wage that I ever had in Australia. Wow. Uh, Which is like equivalent. So I think like the lowest I ever had was like 40,000 Australian dollars and the highest I had was like 62,000. Okay. So basically if I sign like one or two more clients by the end end of this financial year, I will exceed my $62,000 previous salary, which is like amazing right yeah. like I was really like pat myself on the back like That's because awesome. this has been a really big deal for me in that this is the first business that I really truly have had so little help from Rory before I was very like when I first ventured into entrepreneurship Rory and I had a business together and I very much used him as a crutch for when like things didn't go well it was because he didn't do enough or like mm-hmm. I was I was so scary to be the re- to- one totally responsible for yeah. the rise and fall and so it's been 100% me this time and on top of that like I had a baby 
I moved countries. Like I've done all these big things. And I, on average, worked 10 hours or less per week. Awesome. So I was like, but it was interesting because I was reflecting back on that going like, Jesus, I've really like, I've done some stuff. And yet I felt guilt almost the whole way through. So I had, I felt a lot of guilt and a lot of it was because I just had a baby. And so my time away from my kids, I was feeling very guilty about, but I wrote a big post about this in one of the Facebook groups I'm a part of. And a friend of mine came on and said, well, it's interesting because the like guilt and resentment are two sides of the same coin. And so by choosing guilt, it meant that I wasn't resentful of my kids for not being able to pursue my intellectual, you know, um, pursuits, which I have felt in the past of resentment towards the kids or to Rory for not being able to do that. Yeah. And so you kind of have to choose one or the other. And like, honestly, the guilt felt so much better (laughs) comparatively because it meant that it also was, it came with, um, results, Right? right? Like if I'd gone with resentment, it meant I probably wasn't doing, getting in the business as much as I needed to, to, to achieve that. Right. Um, but at the same time, I kind of went like, okay, does that mean now I can just take the pressure off where I'm like, okay, let's just commit to the 10 hours a week business. Yeah. Like, why don't I just let that be okay? Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, like, I don't have to work at specific times. Like I'll work when I feel inspired and yeah. like... What if I and ma- made it, the same money, yeah. but without all the drama? And let it be good enough. Like, yeah, I feel like we we have this idea that if it's like, okay, well, that's great, that's really cool, and hardly take any time to really acknowledge like how significant that is, and then be like, okay, but I can do better. If I just worked twenty hours a week, I could make <laughs> double that. Does that how that works? Yes. It's like, no, that's not how it works. I just 100% okay. had that conversation with myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, and if I just did this much, because the thing is too, like this year I actually have more businesses. Like my, I'm getting involved with Rory's business. And so I'm feeling like, oh, well, 10 hours on this business and then 10 hours on that business. And yeah. oh, like, it's just, that, actually what I did this week is I hired someone in my ah. business. I hired a virtual assistant who I actually had in my business years ago when I was not ready for one, but yeah. I brought them back on. And I've got a meeting lined up with a friend to kind of help me be planned for how to give them work because that's another Mm -hmm. thing I've really struggled with, as you would well know, (laughs) having worked in my business in the past. Um, But, yeah, so, like, I I feel like, well, there's more solutions. Like, this is the other thing is if I have a really strong boundary with myself that says I'm only allowed to work 10 hours, I have to look for creative solutions beyond that you know if I want to put more time in it's doing something like hiring out tasks so that I'm not having to do them or you know that kind of thing so yeah it was like a big deal to realize that this week that's awesome it's so great congratulations oh cheers but I just want to say like I totally feel you on like the the hamster wheel of like feeling guilty about like not doing enough and like yeah I should be doing stuff and uh, it's, it's just so that much. thing of like I have such a hard time telling myself like it's okay to just rest and just mm. totally shut off and do nothing. You know, I had a few moments this the in the past couple of weeks and it's funny cuz I actually had um the weather here isn't helping too much cuz it's like super yeah. rainy, which I'm sure you don't miss, but um I, I surely don't. <laughs> <laughs> But Mind I you, we've had, had a lot of rain here, but different. So yeah, yeah it's been storming here. Sunshine, we don't have any sunshine. Yeah. Um, but we had like there was a really crazy rainy day, and I had made a plan to do a bunch of stuff, um, specifically for my business. And then I was like, I just don't feel like it. And I actually gave myself permission of like, it's okay to not do that today. And I didn't do any work. I had such a cozy day. Stayed on the couch, wrapped up in blankets, and like just just totally relaxed Mm. and I felt so good from it and the next day I had such a productive day I was like I did so many things the next day and I felt so good about it because I was like oh I actually had a proper full rest where I had given myself permission and I didn't have all this other stuff looming over me in my head my head wasn't still spinning saying you should really should be doing this didn't you know you sh- this isn't good for you and all that kind of stuff like mm. I just fully embraced the rest 
And because of that, I had all this energy. I had mental energy and I had emotional energy and I had actual physical energy to just tackle everything else the next day. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Isn't that huge? Like, but what I, I almost feel like you should use that as an experiment for yourself Mm. where it's like, I want to, like, if you have forward planning where you're like, oh, well, I want to be productive on this specific day, like plan a, a, like a total day off the day before and see if it actually like is a pattern because if there's a pattern there like gosh you've like hacked yeah. <laughs> how to be productive totally. and it sounds like wonderful <laughs> yeah that could yeah that's a good idea actually I feel like so much of it is like I almost have this little kid in my head like me as a little kid that's just fighting back against everything and the second I tell myself mm. to do something it's like no I don't want to or I want to do this instead so it's just this constant battle like you're trying to get a toddler to do something you want them to do at all time like 24 hours a day yeah and they're just yeah. fighting you at every step of the way like that's how I feel most of the time and so yes. when I have the, that when I had that day of like this is your day to just do nothing mm. it was like all of that turned off I didn't hear that little kid yeah that's look so I was talking to you about parts last mm, yeah. podcast episode and it's interesting that you describe them as a little child because this is probably this little part that's like, yeah, you know, totally. like trying to protect you from something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I mentioned to you off air that I uh, had my first counseling appointment with my new Australian counselor last yeah. week. And she's trained in internal family systems, which is the whole parts framework. Okay. And really amazingly on my first session, I got to meet one of my parts which was like really exciting and kind of unusual because normally it takes a little bit of time to like be able to talk to parts but right there was this thing that was happening where um she was just I think just talking through what how parts can look because there's uh, protector parts and I think there's a few different names for them but like one of the oh, I think there's protectors there's p- uh, parts that are like really super critical and there's exiled parts that have like been oh. put in the in the basement like they're okay. you know they've been shut aside because I don't for whatever reason and I hadn't I haven't read enough into the book yet to have gotten to the part about exiled parts and as soon as she said exiled parts I had this like wave of emotion come over me like I just wanted to burst into tears and I I think at the at the time I was talking about like wanting to be creative like I was I've always wanted to paint or or to um do artistic pursuits and as I think I've mentioned before my sister was the artistic one in our family and there was almost this like this can only be one kind of you know attitude like she's the artistic one and you're something else like we can't you can't both be that thing yeah and so I met an exiled little part of me that was this little girl who just wanted to be creative and artistic Aww. and like express herself. And I was like crying, Aww. talking to this part, like saying like, oh, you know, like I, I just want you to be able to express yourself. I can see how much potential you have and there's no pressure. You can do whatever you want. And, um, and it was really interesting because I had these other parts jumping in, trying to like like stop me from talking to her so Ah. there was this one part that was like this is so embarrassing like Mm. you like oh my god I don't want to be talking about this that was like (laughs) just like this little earworm yeah and like and at the time I was I didn't realize that I was just feeling embarrassment while I was talking to her but later I was like oh I should have talked to that part to be like can I just have a second with her so Mm. that I can you know um but yeah it was so cool that's cool to meet this little exiled part of myself and and to realize like there's there's all these other parts that are working so hard to keep her at bay because it's not safe to be artistic it's like yeah you know because well, they've learned um, over time that they need to protect that right yeah, yeah you have to be productive you have to do this yeah and it was just it was fascinating because I've read a little bit about this stuff now so but to actually experience it where I like had her so strongly come up and be like I'm here like let me let me speak to you kind of thing was yeah. like it was incredible. But anyway, it just made me That's think so when cool. you said about that, that little part, like kind of saying like, don't, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get up and do, be productive or something like, yeah, I'm just fascinated to be like, what do they want? Like, what are they? Oh, and I totally see where I get that me? from though, because I was do raised, 
yeah, my mom is very, like, she has a hard time. I mean, she can sit still and, like, sit and focus on stuff, but she's always cleaning or she's always, like, puttering around the house or she's always mm. doing something because that calms her down. So when she's feeling yes. anxious or she's feeling unsettled in some way, then she cleaning relaxes her and, like, those things mm. relax her. And I'm very not that type of person like I'm very in my head so you know being in my head or like zoning out or getting into um like a tv show or a movie that's my Mm. way to relax because I can take myself out of my head and just go yes live in a different world for a little while but so because I was around that and she would like it became a thing of like I don't want to do that that doesn't isn't going to relax me that stresses me out like mm. but she because just by the nature of being you know obviously in the same household that gets pushed that got pushed on to me a lot of like yes. oh clean or you should clean your room or clean, keep this clean like to in my mind an excessive degree like yes I get it every parent nags their kid about cleaning their room or whatever but mm. it just seemed like this constant busy work and constant planning and constant like organizing Mm. you know so I that's think that's interesting I like I resonate with that because I feel I see myself in what you just said mm. <laughs> to be like oh the constant organizing like I think that's almost the next level of rest for me is like how to not have something to organize yeah you know yeah mm. yeah that's interesting though and so this was something my counselor had me do last week I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it on you okay. <laughs> just for fun <laughs> she did this like um what does she call it she had a, it was a type of therapy, but basically she just said, if your mum was an mm-hmm. animal, what kind of animal would she be? How would you, like, what, what kind of animal would oh. you apply for her? Oh, I don't know, actually. You can have a think about it if you like. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what I chose for my mum. Okay. So I chose an ant for my mum because I I said initially I was trying to think about what my mum would be and I said I feel like my mum's like one of those African um rainforest frogs where they're like bright colored red because they're like so afraid of danger that they've evolved to like have that skin that is like constantly scaring other people but then I was like no I think she's actually an ant because ants are constantly busy like they're always working they're always like you know working for the betterment of the of the um what's a group of ants called uh i don't know a colony Um, i forgot colony a colony of ants but if you accidentally step on an ant's nest Mm -hmm. they go fucking berserk Mm. like yeah they there's like zero to a hundred like you know like that um and so I really thought, like, that's kind of how my mum behaves. Like, it's like, work, 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 but don't interrupt me in my flow or I'm, like, going to lose my shit. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I imagined her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like for my mum, I don't know why, and I don't know how accurate this is, but... Well, it's your mind. It's as accurate yeah. as you actually want it to be. No, but it's not... I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, I know, right? What a weird... <laughs> We're going to say that. But (laughs) I mean it in the sense of like, I don't know if this is what I would actually like stick with if I had time to to really think about it and really. But the first thing that kind of popped into my mind was a raccoon. Oh. Because they're, they, in my mind, they're always busy because they're always trying to survive and look for food sources and get into things and do stuff right so they're always busy whether they really need to be or not and then they're quite Mm. curious and a little bit rebellious but almost in a safe way Mm. and they look really cute and like cuddly and like they look like they're very docile but they that doesn't necessarily mean that they are you know yes yes they can stand their ground in a lot of ways but they could be these cute cuddly little animals but yeah Yeah, that's cool I like that yeah but also I think it's it's like there's something to be said for going with your first instinct yeah because that came up straight away you know what would you what kind of animal would you say you are oh my goodness oh 
Um, I actually don't know. I can tell you what mine is again if you want a little yeah. chance to think. I have like so. I chose, from. I chose elephant for me oh. because I, I feel like. At, me too. Um, the thing is, I, I think, I don't know if this it feels aspirational. Like I all of a sudden feel this sense of embarrassment in claiming the elephant as I say this to you. <laughs> but I I felt like I generally try to be grounded or at least that's what I'm I'm aspiring to be is like grounded, mm. like these big feet like into the earth. Kind of, I feel like, it's funny, as I say this, I feel like this is not who I am, but like trying to be calm. Like I generally feel elephants are calm, but they're also like super protective where mm-hmm. they'll like, you know, get up in your grills if, yeah. if you like get yeah. between them in the calf or you know it's super protective of their young and mm-hmm. um but also I see the way like elephant babies play mm-hmm. and the parents are just like just letting them do their thing like yeah I kind of I don't know I just really resonated with a lot of that and like kind of I like that they're wise and you know yeah. they're intelligent and they're resourceful using their trunks for all different things and yeah, yeah. I chose an I elephant like in the moment yeah that's a good one it's so funny because when you first said it t- to me, like asked me the question, I was like, there was a complete blank. Like the, I don't have anything. And it actually yeah. made me really nervous to even think about myself in that way. Ah. I'm very good at at reading other people and, and pinpointing things and observing and seeing mm. what's going on with other people and being able to analyze it right away. Yeah. And, but I have a really hard time doing that with myself mm. with certain unless things unless it's being critical unless it's critical, like the critical exactly yeah, yeah the yeah. critical side i'm great on that's easy I, i've got yeah. that down <laughs> yeah. yeah me too i yeah. feel you on that yeah. yeah this was a hard exercise for me too like yeah. even now i'm saying i chose that at, like on friday last week and now i'm sitting here going like oh is that is it like like is that correct you know you said that before yeah, like is that right? correct like it's it's what i perceive it can be whatever it wants it to be whatever. but i feel like exactly i feel like i have to justify it now like i have yeah. to you know really prove that i'm an elephant <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one though i can't I don't, but what i, I liked is that she like she talked about how this exercise and again it has a name and i'm forgetting it in the moment but this exercise really helps us go from our left brains, which I think you and I are very mm. dominant in our left mm-hmm. brains, to our right brain, which is more like, you know, creative, creative vis- visual, yeah. like that kind of thing, um, which is helpful because then like, you know, that helps cement information or it helps you see things from a different perspective. And yeah, yeah I just really liked the exercise. And I've since, I, I ended up doing it for me, my mom and my sister, and I want to do it for the other people in my family because I don't know, there was something about seeing them in those roles. Um, I said that my sister is like, um, if anyone's ever been to Bali, there's these monkeys that live in these old ruins of like city, of like um, palaces and cities and things. Oh, okay, yep. That I, I think of them as like dropping grenades. <laughs> like they're so <laughs> cheeky and they'll just like go and they'll just grab whatever they want. Right? Yeah. They're like, they're not. Uh, they're not apologetic about anything but if you try and like I, so one of them jumped on Rory's back when we were when we went there on holiday and I was and they tried to start unzipping his bag oh. and I was like don't do that and I clapped at them and they went berserk at me on his oh. back like right next to his face they're like screaming teeth bared and I was like oh my god and fortunately it ran away but like you can't really snap at them because they yeah. were just they'll go ape shit on your ass yeah. like for real yeah um and that's 100 percent my sister <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> she is a balinese monkey <laughs> that's what she is which just oh helps gosh, me like awesome. to deal with stuff because i'm like she's just being a monkey it's okay yeah like, it's just and that's the thing like i kind of like it because it almost simplifies it and it lets you see them for the traits that they have yeah good and bad right where it's like okay yes. yeah they've got elements of this and elements of that you know but it's almost like it it takes away all of the other stuff that's connected with especially family Mm. members I find right like and it makes it this basic interaction of like I'm a person that's like this like I'm an elephant and I'm talking to an ant right now like what are the how are we supposed to communicate so that we can understand each other 
you know, without yes. all the backstory of, well, last time you said this and, you know, all that kind of stuff coming up, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I need to I need to have a think about what Take it as homework. I, yeah. I will. Yeah. That's going to be my Take homework. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, just, it's just interesting. And like, But also I think there's so much there's so much that's interesting about like how you're receiving the question like you were just saying yeah like like, how that That feels interesting to me yeah yeah because when you asked it about my mum I immediately like I wasn't sure if raccoon was what I want to stick with but yes it it did pop into my mind and I had an image Mm. immediately and when you said it about me I had nothing my mind was blank and then yeah. about two seconds later, I almost went into this panic of like, well, you better come up with some kind of answer. And mm. I couldn't, I couldn't even do it then. And it was like, yeah, this such a different reaction. Like, why can't I look at myself yeah. the way I look at other people? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's interesting. Because I would be a hell of a lot nicer to myself if I could do that. Right. It wouldn't only yeah. be critical because I'm not only critical of other people. Unless it's Greg, then I'm pretty critical. <laughs> poor guy. And then like 99 to 1. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> poor Greg. That's so funny. I actually didn't choose an, um, an animal for Rory oh. yet either. Um, I've got to have a think about what his would be because, yeah, yeah, I can't even think about it on the spot. But I, I have an I'm definitely for Rory. critical. Do you? What yeah. is it? It's a sloth. Because they're so sweet and they're so like these these like gentle creatures that like mm. are there, but they're just like they're just happy to do like okay you want me to go there okay cool I'm gonna go there now like yeah. see ya okay and not in the yeah. sense of like oh he's slow or lazy like not in the sense no, of no. like the the word sloth as we use it now but like. But he's just so calm. He's and calm. Like, and they have, like, yeah. this happy look on their faces. Like, he's always happy. And he's always just, like, <laughs> agreeable about things. And I'm yeah. sure you see a different... I'm sure maybe that's just what I've seen when I've visited. But, like, he no, just has that accurate. air about him, you know, of, yes. like, very easygoing and very, you know... Hanging out. Yeah, just <laughs> hanging just out hanging and out. happy to yeah. do what needs to be done kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's very, very accurate. And I don't think it's that different to what I see of him. Mm-hmm. The only difference would be he's got this, like, almost bordering, like, he's got this comical jokester side of him that borders mm-hmm. on, like, teasing and frustrating and and infuriating. <laughs> but I'm, like, me and the girls are the only people who see that. Like, mm. he, he has, that's a very, very private side of him. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, though, I'm like, I feel like a sloth could 100% be that. Could <laughs> like, be, I yeah, feel like, yeah. I feel like sloths could just be, like, hanging out of the trees, like, just, like, <laughs> throwing insults at each yeah, other. Just messing with <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember I saw a sloth on... Um, so uh, Steve Irwin's kid mm. Robert um, was oh, okay. on Jimmy Fallon a few years ago and brought all these animals in. Yeah, and one of them was a sloth, and he like has the sloth like grab around Jimmy Fallon's waist, and like he's holding onto its claws, and they're feeding this sloth grapes, and yeah. they like stopped the feeding like for a moment whilst they were talking. The sloth's like, "Oi, <laughs> like." Uh, I want that grape. And he's like, the sloth just keeps going. Like, it's just, it's like, I just feel like there's See? a cheeky side to them, yeah. you know, just because they're slow, like, it's kind of overlooked. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. People assume that they're just this, like, quiet thing, but they're doing their thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with sloth too. I okay. think you hit the nail like on the head. It. Yeah. I feel like what? just for, like, I think we need to do Greg now. I know. <laughs> I don't know if this is terrible, like, programming for the podcast because no one knows who these people are. Who cares? It's like entertaining super fun to for us. us. Yeah. <laughs> I almost think I would make Greg, like, a chipmunk. Oh, that's so good. You know? Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when he takes action, he's very, like, decisive about it. And he's very quick where he's like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And yes, okay. But then he'll, like, when he stops, he just kind of stops. He's like, okay, I'm I'm done now. Or, yeah, you know, you know how when chipmunks, like, they'll just be running around doing whatever, talking to each other, talking really fast, like, yeah. just kind of, like, all over the place. But then they'll totally stop and just sit there like a statue yes yes and for some reason i can see like 
Greg's cheeks <laughs> like a chipmunk's yeah. cheeks. Aw, totally. <laughs> Can you see that too? Yeah, I'm totally. like, he could fit some nuts in there for yeah. sure. <laughs> no double entendres, anyone. Come on now. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm I saying he's so got true, lofty though. cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> he's you know, could fit some stuff in there. <laughs> It's a compliment, Greg, I promise. It's a compliment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, He doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. (laughs) I'll tell him later, though, that he's a chipmunk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell Rory's the sloth. He'll probably love it. He also likes to sleep a lot. He's a Mm. very good napper. So, yeah, see, Greg doesn't sleep a lot. He's like, he's up early. Like, he's kind of Mm. got that energy of like, go, go, go. And then he'll have rest times and like, go, go, go. You know, like, like a chipmunk running through the forest. I like it. I feel like there's a song. That's cute. Like a chipmunk <laughs> running through the forest. <laughs> oh my gosh, are we gonna make songs now about our animals? Damn, I need to think yes. of an animal. Okay, if you, you had to think of an animal for me, yeah, what would you, you pick for me? Oh, do you know what just came to mind for me? Hmm. Was a bald eagle. Oh, yeah. Is that because I said and I observe people? Well, I, that's definitely. But mm. not that's not, not that you like look down on everyone from a high, from on high. But I think like I, you are very observant, is what I would say. Is that you yeah. are extremely observant, and I think about an eagle having those eyes that can catch any small movement mm-hmm. going on, right? Like you are yeah. so perceptive, like you pick up on things mm-hmm. so well. Um, but I also think there's something about like I don't know if people would associate this with an eagle, but I find you to be like I don't feel like eagles are judgmental. I feel like the eagles are like kind of above they're like above the shit, like they're above mm. the drama. I yeah, think of you okay. as being like like very non judgmental, very like even playing field. Um mm. Yeah. But it's interesting because we've talked about you being mm-hmm. critical of yourself, yeah. but I find towards other people, you're very forgiving and yeah. um, kind of like giving the benefit of the doubt always. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. Yeah. Which I would associate with an eagle for some reason. How, how I can't really describe. I just think <laughs> of an eagle as being like above yeah. the drama. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, see, yeah, I guess that kind of works. An eagle's kind of stoic too, which I see myself yes. as in, in a way. Yeah. Even though I'm yeah. so emotional, but I'm also strangely like cold and distant sometimes. It's weird. <laughs> I don't think of stoic <laughs> as being cold and distant though. I think oh, it's just that you're do. like serious sometimes. Like Yes, that's true. Yeah. 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 So maybe Eagle. Interesting. How Eagle does Eagle feel be? for you? Eagle feels okay, but it feels a bit weird. I think there's a lot of um like connotation there with the whole American connection to bald eagles for some stupid reason. Yes. Did you know that eagles don't sound the way that they they say they do? Like in the movies, like that's in the movies sound. and stuff. That's actually a hawk that sounds like that. Eagles sound ah. really stupid. They have like actually not a very good call. <laughs> yeah, they sound really dumb, like lame when you, you're like, huh? That was an eagle. Should we call you a hawk instead? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> no. do you know what else just came up hmm. for me? What? And actually, I think this is way more applicable. Is an owl mm. for a lot of the similar reasons, right? Yeah, I love owls. But I think of them as being super wise. Yeah, yeah. And I think of you as being like one of those beautiful big barn owls with those like the rings around their face and like really gorgeous. just sitting there because I do like to sit for a long time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I also see like, I think it maybe it's something about the manicness in an owl's eyes that I feel like there's some playfulness (laughs) into owls. That's true. Yeah. Do you know? Yep. But you yep. definitely have, like, a huge playful side. At least yeah. I know that because that's all we seem to have. This human <laughs> being is just, like, playing like idiots. <laughs> the owl and the elephant. We're renaming the podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I was going to say, I'm like, we need to get our mascots and put them on the tall ship with yes, us. on when, the tall but ship. But you're going to have yes. to have an elephant. You need to pick a smaller animal. <laughs> no, no. I will have – okay, we're adjusting, we're adjusting the tall ship. The owl is going to quietly perch up on the mast – Whilst yep. the elephant will be towed in a in some kind of vessel behind the tall ship. <laughs> and 
I just realized <laughs> now that like an owl would probably like eat a chipmunk. Like would probably hunt a chipmunk. Like what does that say about our relationship? Uh-oh. Let's not delve Uh-oh. into that. Don't read into it that deep. Don't read, Don't into read into that it, deep. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, the sloth's hanging off the elephant's trunk over here. So <laughs> yes. it's like total freeloader. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Did you do well, your that was a kids? fun exercise? Did you do your girls? No. Oh, you should. No, I didn't. Oh, I should though. Gosh, that picture that, would be... that you put of Zaylee up on Facebook, she looks so much like Zinny all of a sudden. I'm like, where did those curls come yeah. from? I know. And you know, her hair's getting lighter too. I'm very suspicious that we won't have two blonde haired children, which for anyone listening, I have very dark brown hair. Rory has even darker brown hair than I do. And uh, somehow it seems that we've made two blonde children. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I know. Although I was super blonde when I was a kid and then my hair turned brown. Mm -hmm. Interesting. See, I was... I was lighthead, but I did a lot of like swimming in, in a chlorinated pool. Like we had a mm. pool growing up. So I always wondered if that like contributed to the hair being light, but mm. it definitely wasn't blonde. I was still always like a brunette. Yeah. So okay. yeah, it's so interesting because Ailey was so dark haired when she was she born, was, as was yeah. Zinni to be fair, but like so dark haired and now she's getting really light. Um, yeah, I don't know what animals. I right now I feel actually I do know because it came to me straight away. <laughs> I kind of feel like Zinny is a meerkat. Like <gasps> she's kind of like really observant. Ooh. She's running around. She's lots of energy and cautious. She loves being with other people. Yeah, she's very cautious. Yeah, um, but she's also like a people person. So she's got like her. The second she, loves being she with knows the other that it's like a safe, like a safe person or someone who's gonna like be cool, then she's like. Yeah this like so personable and so like 100% all in (laughs) yes yes exactly yeah so I reckon she's a meerkat for sure but I mean it'll be very interesting to see if that changes because that's based on a three-year-old personality right um and then Zaylee she's gotten into climbing she's climbing everything and like she's got no fear so I'm trying to think what animal like climbs with zero fear and just is just a bit of a rascal like I almost feel like, yeah, like a monkey, but she's not like um, stirring shit like a monkey. She's kind of, I almost Mm. thought of like a skunk. Raccoon kind of came to mind just because Mm. I see them as being so hilarious. Yeah. But it's not, yeah, it's something, there's some animal I have in my mind and I can't think of what the word is for it. Hmm. I'll come back to you. But yeah, yeah, kind of a mischievous climbing, Mm -hmm. no fear kind of animal my uh youngest niece was for quite a few years and might still have the nickname i'm not sure but she was a honey badger (laughs) (laughs) because she had zero fear of anything and she just went for it with every single aspect actually she probably still has that nickname because my aunt or my aunt my sister-in-law just put up a video that she uh, like there's they're in Edmonton so it's like snowy and like yeah. winter weather still and they were out for a walk and and my niece was like I'm going to jump across this creek and my sister-in-law was like I don't think that's a good idea sure enough she jumped in went into water like waist deep (laughs) and the video was of her like wringing out her boot and she's like well did you think that was a very good decision did you make a good decision in that moment I'm like oh boy what did she say like (laughs) I think she tried to blame her sister for well she told me to do it (laughs) no that did not happen (laughs) Zinni does that all the time it's so funny because I grew up with my brothers who are like a similar age gap to Zinni and Zaylee and there's this hilarious memory everyone has of Elliot uh, like weed is weed himself in the night and woke up and said Connor weed myself <laughs> and like blamed my brother <laughs> but he used that exact phrasing Elliot uh, Connor weed myself and I it's funny because Zinni said a few things like that about Zaylee now that she's got a scapegoat she's like oh yeah it was that's what Zaylee is She's a goat. She's a little mountain goat. Oh, my gosh, Climbing, no fear, cheeky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little mountain goat. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can see that. I mean, but that's based on a one-year-old personality. So yeah. again, we'll It'll change. come back. She'll morph yeah, into yeah, something yeah. else. <laughs> something else, yeah. But right now, mountain goat, meerkat, yeah. sloth, and an elephant. A very <laughs> bizarre combination. <laughs> From all over the world. Well, at least you're not, yeah. like, one of you isn't prey for the other one. <laughs> it's true. This is true, yeah. <laughs> keep the meerkat at bay. Oh, my keep goodness. The, keep the, uh, the, what is it? Chipmunk. Chipmunk. Chipmunk, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but that's a fun exercise. I'd encourage anyone listening to have a go at that because it's like, I don't know, instantly I feel like less um, like attachment yeah. and less like emotion attached to yeah. those people, Yeah, which is helpful for it sure. It makes it easier to just like, recently. yeah, just to, to have that little bit of separation and think about yeah. people in a different way. So yeah, it's yeah. that's a really interesting exercise. I like that. Mm, hmm. Yeah, just right. to throw some therapy at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. we're switching to do um, one episode every two weeks because with me going back to work and us just generally being busy, we just don't think we can handle doing one a week. So we're still gonna do an experiment a month, but we'll only be doing two episodes per experiment. Our, our next topic is we, our next experiment is that we are going to uh, delve into how to be alone, which I think will be a good one for both of us to go into. And we can, we're having some technical difficulties, so we're going to try to get off this call as soon as we can. So we <laughs> yes. won't chat too much about it. Um, I just but, wanted to say, I think this is going to be a really great experiment because I had, I was this weekend, my husband was sick after my girls were sick and I was so bored being at home. And I was like, I just want to be out doing things. Yeah. And I could have gone out by myself, but for some reason it was, I felt very uncomfortable being alone. So I think that this is going to be a very interesting experiment for me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I actually wanted to challenge myself in these next couple of weeks before I go back to work. I was like, maybe I should, now that movie theaters are open, maybe I'm going to go to a movie by myself and go and do some stuff by myself, which I've never done a lot of that stuff. I've done a lot of stuff by myself, but certain Mm. things I haven't really done yet. Uh, Interesting. I used to love going to the movies by myself. That was like, I loved that when I used to work out on the road and I'd like, there's this restaurant that had like a meal and a movie ticket for a, like a price so I could get it paid for by work oh. and I used to go into the movies by myself and it was this cute little like regional theater yeah and it was just like I it's one of my favorite memories of just oh. like being more cozy watching the movie by myself and huh yeah yeah See, so I, I should go and do that to myself too yeah. yeah okay well let's go to a movie together but alone okay <laughs> <laughs> done <laughs> All right, guys, so we'll talk to you in two weeks and we will let you know how our How to Be Alone experiment is going. If you want to um, touch base with us about how your experiments are going, you can reach us on Instagram. We are at How to Be Me again. And we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay, bye. Bye.